Amen. Well, let's look at Acts 4, verse 18. I spoke about having our own company last week. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. Just wanted to add to it some. Acts 4, verse 18 says, So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what they had done. For the man was over 40 years old, whom this, on, uh, on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So the setting, we read all the previous, a lot of the previous verses last time, but we're not going to take time to do that this morning. Um, uh, there, Peter and John, um, through the name of Jesus, had got this man healed. And so uh, then they had an opportunity, this man that was crippled, he got up, he was leaping, walking, leaping, praising God, and then had the opportunity to preach to thousands of people. Thousands of people received the word of God. And then the religious leaders rose up and um, uh, arrested Peter and John, brought them, in, brought them in, questioned them, threatened them, said, do not speak in the name of Jesus anymore. Yeah, guys, this is going on in the world. And it's, it's, subtle, it's subtle here. But, I mean, there's still, it's not as overt. I mean, somebody's generally not holding a weapon to your head and saying, don't uh, speak in the name of Jesus. But that is going on in the world. And here, it's different. It's like trying to intimidate you to not speak your faith, to not say what you believe. And that's just going to increase. Did you hear me? This is going to increase. The spirit of Antichrist in the world, it, it is present. And it's, it's more and more in the world. You can see it uh, all over. And, uh, you know, you can, you can believe in any kind of uh, religion you want. But if you start talking about Christianity, there's a, there's a specific pushback. Now, people say, oh, you know, Christians have a persecution complex and they make fun of it. No, what you don't understand is there's a spiritual realm and the devil wants to shut down Christianity because he doesn't care about all the other religions because they don't have any power. The only the name of Jesus, only the blood of Jesus is what can set men free from Satan's hold. And he knows that. So they can go, people can go and talk, go into all kinds of other religions and it doesn't matter. But you start talking about Jesus, that's a threat. So it shouldn't be any surprise. It shouldn't be any surprise, the stuff that's going on in the world. It shouldn't be any surprise when, you know, uh, institutions or people, uh, you feel a pushback because you're a Christian. That's not imagined. It's real. Now, you don't have to cower back. You don't have to try to fit in. You can be kind. You can be nice. But you don't have to cower back and act like you have to fit in. This, there, this world is dominated by Satan and his system and as a whole, the Bible says the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But we as Christians are not under that authority and we can take authority as far as us and ours and what we affect, what where we are concerned, we can take authority and we don't have to kowtow to any of that. But just know it's in the world. And it's going to get worse. 
It's not going to be that we just all ramp up and just dominate the world and get out of here. It's not going to happen that way. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says it's going to grow darker and darker, but the church is going to get brighter and brighter. So we don't have anything to be scared of. Don't have anything to be frightened of. You don't have to be afraid when you see things going on around the world. There's, you're not, you don't have to be afraid of what's going to happen to the world that aren't believers is going to happen to you. There's going to be a whole lot of stuff that's going to happen when we're out of here. The judgment of God is really going to fall. The wrath of God is going to fall, but the church is gone. And then Jesus is going to come back and clean it all up, and we're going to be with him. Amen. So that's what's going on here, is that they're coming against Peter and John. And so in verse 18, they called them, the the religious leaders called them, and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus, trying to shut them down. And say, you don't talk about Jesus. If what they believe is right, why are they so threatened? Why are they so upset here? They're in charge. But they're threatened by this. They're motivated by wrong things. Religious things. But, but then Peter and John say, well, you judge whether it is right in the sight of God to listen, for us to listen to you more than God. No, we need to listen to God. We need to be settled in Him. So they go, verse 20, for we cannot, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people. So they're scared of the people since they all glorified God for what he had done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. Verse 23, And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they were threatened, when people, when they came to them, when they were threatening Peter and John, when they were telling them, don't speak in the name of Jesus. They're trying to shut them down. They went then to the people that they considered their family, their close companions. The King James says their own company. The NIV says their own people. They went to the people that they were uh, fellow Christians with and they told them what was going on. So they're going to draw strength to be around people that do believe the Word, that do believe the Bible, that believe that God is on the throne. They're, not go- they're going so that they are strengthened, so that they can go out and continue to walk in what God has called them to do. Acts 4, verse 24, then we continue. It says, for when they heard that, when the... So they came back, they reported, and so then the rest of the people says, when they, the rest of the people heard it, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The, the kings of the earth took their stand 
and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against His Christ. Verse 27, For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do what your, whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. You know, God has a plan. God has a plan for the whole world. And He has a plan for us, each individually. And He has a plan for us to be a part of other believers doing that plan. In other words, you're not called to do something all alone. Did you hear me? So God has His plan for the whole church. And then he has a plan for groups and he has a plan for individual, but your plan as an individual doesn't mean you're just going to do it all off as a lone ranger by yourself. He does have a plan for you, but that plan is going to include people. There is a group of people. You're not going to know everybody. Impossible to know everybody in the church. Impossible for you to go into all the world, just you. You can support people that are going in all the world, but for you to go in all the world and have an impact in all the world, you. Not going to happen. Me, not going to happen. You, you don't have enough time. You can't meet everybody. You can't be everywhere. So what are you going to do? We're going to do what God told, you, told us to do, which means that you got the whole church and you have individuals. Well, what's in between that? So you got the whole church, and then you got all individual Christians. What's in between? It's people that God has hooked you up with to do something. And so then there is people that are really close to you. You got your family, hopefully, but they're close to you. I'm, I'm, you know, seriously, there's, you know, whatever the family dynamic is, sometimes that, that's not there. But ideally, we should say. But you got, you ha- we have people then that we are running our race with. Local body, local church that you can go to, that you know, that you see, that you can lay eyes on, that you, you're, you're rubbing shoulders with, that you're serving with, that, that they're in your area. Talking about of the world. That you're local. You're here. You look at the whole world, where are you? You're here. And you know people here. Well, then you have people that are going to be more uh, gathered to you regionally. Uh, that, you know, people that you, you know, you still know, maybe don't know them as well as the local people. But, you know, like we talk about our, our Rhema family. Thank God for everything God is doing through all the different people on the, on the planet in different groups. Don't, you don't take away from anybody. But you have to know where is your place. I have to know where's my place. Who do you know? Where can you go? Who can you hook up with? What is your company? We need to know that. And we need to know it more now than we ever have known it. Because we are in the last days. You know, in one sense, we've been in the last days when, you know, uh, in Acts, they said this would be important out like it would be in the last days. So last days have been going on for a long time, but we're in the last of the last days. 
Okay? And yet you see rumblings and things going on in the world that shouldn't cause fear. It only causes fear when, we, when we're looking at it through the wrong lens. The world should be afraid. Non-Christians should be afraid. Because everything is in place for this thing to wind up. For there to be control exercised over the whole world. Absolutely. It's all, it's all in place, but you don't have to be afraid as a Christian. But we need to know who we are and who we're with. Amen. We need to have, just like the, these guys, we need to have a group. So we have our whole, we, we, we need to know our group. You're not taking from other people, but you need to know, where am I supposed to be? It's not just everywhere. Well, I'm part of this group that I watch on the internet. That's, that's, no. You can be hooked up. Thank God we have on. We do online stuff. But we need to know who we can be really connected with locally, then regionally. You know, just part of an organization. I thank God for what we have in, in, in Rama Because, I mean, you, we saw, so for those that are watching online that maybe in the future... Um, you know, we watched a video of, of the, the flag ceremony at, at Rama International Homecoming and all the countries that's being affected. That's a big organization and a strong organization that you're a part of. It's not just Shelly and I off on our, you know, starting a church just in the middle of nowhere. We have a structure. We have roots that we, you know, trained through a certain school, through Rama. And we have other graduates here that are trained through the same school. Again, you're not exalting that, but you should be thankful for what you have, and you should know what you're part of and hooked up with. And so you have um, a structure there. You have people like there's region, there's district uh, fellowships that are get um, fellow ministers together that are, that are in the district, and then region, which is several states, and then you have national, and then of course you have international. Well, there's there's strength in that support. We need to understand what, where are we supposed to be. It's not five places at once. You know, it's not, well, I'm going to go here one, one Sunday, I'm going to go here, and I'll try this, and I'll try that. That's not of God. Now, I'm not saying if you're, if you're trying to get a plate, you're trying to get a sense of where you're to go, yeah, you may do that. Uh, I remember when I, was, when I was in Lincoln, Nebraska, I was a college student, and I... Um, I, I, I wasn't attending church, and I was like, I, I got to get in church. I've been a Christian, but, you know, I just hadn't been attending church. I was like, I got to get in church. And I was like, I, if I have to go to every church in Lincoln, Nebraska, to find the right one, I'm going to go. And I went to, uh, you know, Rhema Church, of course, uh, first, and, um, you know, had a peace and had a sense this is where I'm I, you know, this, this might be it. Went to a different church the next week. And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be another one. That's it. And so I started going from that point on. So if you're, you're, you're looking for a place, okay, that's one thing. But then how, how do you find where you're supposed to be? You've got to be led by the inside. Where are you supposed to be? And so then you come in. 
the people of like precious faith, and you hook up there, and this is, this is your company. And if God leads you in, you know what so, some, happens so many times? God leads somebody into a place, but then offense leads them out. We can't afford that. We can't afford to get disconnected from who we're, where we're supposed to be. Because if you look at worldwide, where are you supposed to be at any given time? Could change over time. You know, could be, you know, you're here for a while in a certain place, but then, you know, like Shelly and I, we were in Lincoln, Nebraska for several years, but then it was time for us to go to Raymond Train. Well, then we were part of Raymond Bible Church, the church that you saw on the video. That was our church. That's where we go. That's where our, our son and daughter go right now. And we still consider Pastor Hagen our pastor and of the structure he is. But then we came out here. Well, we're the pastor of this church, but this isn't stop here. We have an organization that's that's with us, that, that stands behind us, that we can call, that we can fellowship with, that we go to retreats with. We have people that we have their phone numbers and our cell phone that we can call if we have a, a question. They know us, we know them. But we need to all have that. We need to know that. We don't need to be off, you know, and we're talking people that are here, but I'm saying we need to guard against anything that would try to draw us out of that. Because there's a whole lot of just roll your own, you know, people just out there doing whatever. Hey, I'm going to watch this person and this person and this person. And I, where do you go to church? I, you know, I watch these. That's not what the Bible talks about. That's not going to be good enough either. We need to know when, what, what if you didn't have internet and it was cut off for one reason or another? For a period of time. Number one, you should have a physical Bible. Did you hear me? One of these things? Nothing wrong with looking at a, you know, if it's convenient for you to look on your cell phone, but you ought to have a Bible. Ask yourself the question, if the internet went out tomorrow for a period of time, gee, there's people in the world that are experiencing that right now. Read one, you know, certain situation, left his Bible. In the apartment, well, the apartment was destroyed, and he regretted it. He wanted his Bible, and it's like, you know, his brother's like, put that behind you. you you're the living word now. You're, you're helping people through, you know, the Bible that's in you. But so much better, you can look at the Word of God. You know, the early church, they didn't have this. Thank God we do. We got the written Word. I encourage you, have a Bible. Bring your Bible. You can look up scriptures. We got Bibles back there. Sometimes we get going so fast, you know, it's great to have technology, but sometimes it's just easy to throw them up and it's easier to look at the screen than look at the Bible. But, but we need to have, um, yes, you, you, you want a Bible, you want to be able to lay your eyes on that, but you want to know people that you actually can lay eyes on, that you have you, you have a, a relationship with, that they know you, you know them. You can be encouraged, somebody you can call, that you can be encouraged, so that you can run your race, what God has called you to do, but part of a greater group, part of a great organization, His whole plan for the whole earth, but He's got a company that we're supposed to be hooked up with. He's got a company for you and me, and it's not multiple ones at a time. It, it's just like, you know, you have multiple families at once. That's not God's best. 
you know, multiple spouses, not God's best. That's not against the word. See a lot of examples in the word of God, old, old. They, they didn't do that, didn't work out so well. Well, to try to go and just be part of multiple, I'm just straddling. You know, I just like to get a lot, like a smorgasbord. Maybe sounds good, not so good in practice. Not so good in practice. So let's read verse 27. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Look at their threats. There's, there's threats outside here, and there are threats now. Could be more. But how are you going to bear up? You need to have people that you know. You can come, you can hear the truth, you can be strengthened. You can pray together like they're doing here. Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness. They may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word with boldness. They're speaking the word with boldness. They're going into all the world, going into their world and preaching the gospel. That's speaking the word with boldness. So they came out of their company, and then they're going and doing what God called them to do, which is to share the word, to be an influence. But notice they have a company that they're going to, and now they're going out. That's the model. That's what we're supposed to do. Not supposed to be just out by ourselves, just doing whatever. Because I can be just as good a Christian if, I, if I'm not around. That's, that's not the Bible. We don't want to be alone. Praise God. Hebrews 10, verse 24. He says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Notice that. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Let us consider the people around us in order what? To stir up our love and our good works. What we're supposed to be doing to stir it up. You know, you can be alone. You've heard it said. You know, and I see this all the time. So we like to make um, fires in our background, backyard in a fire pit. Okay. Don't just light a fire out in the middle of everywhere. But we have a fire pit in the backyard that's, that's mobile, so we'll bring it in so it doesn't get all rusty. But then we'll go bring it out, and especially, you know, fall day or, when it's, or fall night or when it's getting a little cooler, build a fire outside and sit by it. That's awesome. I, I, you know, we grew up, we would go camping, and so we'd just sit by the fire all night. Sit there and just keep putting another log on the fire. We got a fireplace at home, indoor, love to sit by the fire. But, you know, if you have the fire going... But then you just, you take some of that 
that wood, if it's removed from the main part of the fire, it goes out a lot faster. You know what I'm talking about. And if stuff looks like it's going out, a good way to get it all going is just to put it all together. You know, like I'll look over at the fire and we haven't touched it for a while. And, you know, it's just kind of waning, but it's still got some coals there. You take it and you put it all together pretty soon, it's going again. That's just like people. You pull somebody off to the edge and, you know, by themselves, not around believers, not getting stirred up. It's one thing to watch things, thank God that we have the technology we have, but it's another thing to be around other people. You know why? Because they carry the Spirit of God in them if they're Christians, and you can be encouraged in them. Just the presence of them being with you strengthens you. So we're to be together. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. So not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the matter of some. Don't stop getting together, but exhorting one another or encouraging one another. And so much more as we see the day approaching. What? When Jesus is going to pack, coming back, he's going to appear in the clouds and the church is going to be out of here. We're supposed to be exhorting one another more, being strengthened, because we have a job to do. So we want to be strong in doing it. And the world's trying to pull us away. Don't worry about the world. I said, don't worry about the world. Just do, we do what God has called us to do and be a light and share the gospel. But don't worry about what they say. Don't worry, because... People, if they're, if they're not going to turn toward God, uh, their destiny's sealed then if they're not going to change. But our job is to give them a chance to turn to God, to, to share the word. You don't got to be scared that their fate is going to become your fate. Anything that brings fear when we talk about these times in the end is not of God. Because the church is going to be victorious. That doesn't mean we're going to go and change the whole world and then get out of here. No, that's the millennium when Jesus comes back. He's going to come back for the rapture, but then he's going to come back after the great tribulation, clean the mess up, and we're going to be with him. That's our future. You don't have to worry. That's your future right now. You know what's going to be happening when the great tribulation is going on? We're going to be in heaven with the Lord at the marriage supper of the Lamb, and the rewards are going to be given out. That's what's going to be going on. That's our future. You don't have to be afraid. Anything that starts bringing fear, anybody that says fear and this is happening, this is happening, it's not what the Word says. That's not victory. It's not peace. Read Revelation. It says grace and peace. And say, look at this and be very afraid. Watching too many 80s and 90s last days movies. Or reading books. Brings fear. You know, Shelly would tell, she, would, she, she had heard some of that stuff growing up, so when her parents were like late coming back from a date, she was like, did the rapture occur and I'm still here? <laughs> this is the kind of fear people are like, am I going to miss out? Am I not? Is this going to happen? What about this and this and this? And so was so saying this and this and what? Uh, that's not God. No, we need to be 
That's one reason you need to be with believers. Be in your own company. Be strong and secure, knowing we got a job to do, but God is working with us, and these are the people I'm working with. I'm right here. You saw those flags on that flag ceremony. Which one are you? Well, we, you know, it's, it's over here, Massachusetts and New Hampshire. There's other people that it's way over halfway across the world, but you don't have to be there. They're there. It's just, where, where's, our, where's our job? Where am I supposed to be? I'll be, I'm here. Just, I'm slotted here. This is my job here. Sir, yes, sir, I'm here. My, my, my place is not vacant. People are like jumping, I gotta, well, I gotta be here and here, and ooh, it's way cooler to be like over another part of the world. Ask them. They may not tell you that it's so cool. They're called, but the grass is always greener. Or maybe it's brown, you know, in some places. But it may not be greener. But people are like, oh, romantic, you know, oh, it'd be so romantic to be a missionary somewhere. And you may not think so if you were there. I talked to somebody in the, that was a, a missionary. And they, they're in the middle of a place. They don't have running water. They got to do all this stuff. But they were like, but we wouldn't change a thing. We love it. We're anointed to do it. But if you're not anointed to do it, and it's not where God's called you. I mean, where can you be but where God's called you to be? Some people are just like, ah, oh, no, it's just way cooler to do that. I want to do it because I'm going to preach the gospel. Maybe you preach the gospel where you're at. Because if you don't, there's a slot missing. So your company is, see, God already knows. He's got the plan and he's going to call you to do something, but it's going to be with other people. Say other people. See, there's no lone rangers. So you're going to be with other people doing what God has called you to do. That's called your company. That's called your people. No matter what they look like on the outward. See, the, the world's just got it so backwards and upside down. You saw that video. There are how many cultures and colors and tongues represented. That's the way heaven's going to look. Thank God that's the way our church looks. The world tries to divide and mess with all that stuff. It's just Satan. It's the devil. It's stupid. It's not about who's your family. Yes, you have your natural family and may look a certain way, do things a certain way. But in heaven, you better get used to that family. Because it's not going to be the way things are done on earth. Notice this, this earth is being in, is been influenced by the curse, the fall, and the devil. Why you want to do stuff like they do it? They didn't work in any way, if you haven't noticed. As bad as it ever has been. Look at Hebrews 10, 24 in the NIV. It says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love, and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as, the, as you see the day approaching. Encouraging one another. Encouraging one another. Encouraging one another. More. Because you're seeing the stuff around you, and you could be like, good night. What's the point? <coughs> you know what I mean? And so you need encouragement. Oh, okay, that's the point. Let's go. I mean, you just need to talk to somebody and they, their commitment to God spurs you on in your commitment to God. I heard somebody say that. You know, Rhema, they, they deal with missionaries all the time. All the time they're dealing with missionaries and he said, I am challenged daily in my commitment with the Lord by their commitment to the Lord. You see somebody, you're like, man, it's this and this. And you hear somebody else talking and what they're going through and what they're committed to God. And you're like, never mind. I'm going on. 
Well, how's that happen? Rubbing shoulders with, with your company, with people you know, with people you love. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, there's more here, but I think cover what we need to cover. God is good. He's got, he's got people of like precious faith doing their job that you're called to do your job with. And so we hook up with them. We're not sidetracked by what the world's are, not sidetracked by, by, by different things that try to pull us off. No, we just look to God, do it His way, be hooked up with who we're supposed to be hooked up with, <clears throat> go forward, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful for those you're hooked up with, like a family. You know, they, they, they're not perfect, but neither are you, and we just love each other and go on. Let me just read you this scripture. Romans twelve ten in the CB says, Love each other like members of your family. You're talking to Christians. Love each other like members of your family. Be, at, be the best at showing honor to each other. That's what, that's what we're to do. Love each other like members of your family. He's talking to Christians. That's, that's the way our, our, our family, our company ought to be. That they're our family. What do you do with the family? You, you work with them. You walk with them. You forgive them. You put up with them. You know, somebody gets in stride. Well, yeah, they're doing this. Yeah, that's, that's the way they roll. It's, it's fine. Don't, don't go backbiting people. You know, well, they're doing this and that. Yeah, and same could be said probably for each of us too. Well, do you know what you do? No, a family covers and loves, and we're just going to go on because we're going to get the job done because we want to get through, and we're, we know. We know what's waiting for us when we get to be with the Lord. So right now, we got a family. You may say, well, I, I, don't, I, I don't want that family. I want that family that's halfway across the world. I'm sure they're all sanctified and all cleaned up, and they never do anything. You're wrong. Go ask the people that are with them. There is no perfect place. They're looking for heaven. No, as long as we're going to be here, we're going to deal with people and with their quirks and their differences, and that's just okay. Not talking about being mean or, you know, you deal with situations, but hey, if you think you're just going to find somebody that just doesn't annoy you ever at all, well, maybe that's our problem. Maybe we need to grow up. Maybe we need to walk more like God. No, they're, they're, they're what, human? Amen. God is good. He's got a job for us to do. Be, be centered up with people. No. Yep. These are my people. We're going on. Yeah. They're not perfect. Yeah. Join the club. Nobody's perfect, but we're going on. Come join us if you want to get it done too. Amen. Well, I'm going to leave and go. I'm going to go do this with this other people. You're going to have to, we're going to have to find people that we can hook up with and just be settled. We're hooked up and we're going on and we're going to get her done. Amen. Praise God.